welcome to the Healthy for Men podcast series. Today we are talking all about confidence uh, and how to improve your confidence and how to um, live a more fulfilling uh, and comfortable life uh, in the world around you. Uh, to talk about confidence today, we have a communications expert Dominic Colenzo. Dominic, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Great to have you. So we uh, worked together recently on a piece all about public speaking, how to overcome your public speaking fears. Yeah. Um, so to start off with, Dominic, can you tell us why you think, it might be an obvious question, but why you think confidence um, is so important? You're going to face a lot of challenges in your life, uh, you know, to some extent, getting up out of bed and walking out the front door <laughs> can be one of those challenges. Um, but the the more confidence you have in in every situation, the better results mm. you're going to get. Um, we, we spend so much time, don't we, with the voices in our heads, uh, that inner dialogue constantly going on and, you know, saying, should I, shouldn't I? Do they love me? Don't they love me? Mm. Um, and the more that we can take control of that I think the the more opportunity we have to fulfill our goals to fulfill our potential and, and really kind of take the next steps absolutely yeah so um I mean yeah th as you say it kind of it, it's it's um it's fuel for every aspect of our life whatever yeah. it is whether it's you know it might not be anything to do with you know speaking to other people or, or communicate it might just be to do with you know taking on a new fitness plan or, absolutely. or nutrition yeah. plan having that confidence in yourself um so w why do you think uh, some men really struggle with with confidence. Uh, I think it probably comes down to bad experiences. You know, if you've if you've been told as a kid that you're not good at something or mm. that you don't look a certain way, then those things tend to stay with us, and sometimes it becomes a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. Mm. So one of the one of the challenges is is it to be able to kind of break out of of that. Um, I remember at a very young age uh, auditioning for the school play and um, and being told by the headmaster who um, I'll, I'll caveat that, that he became a, a family friend <laughs> after this episode but uh, I remember I auditioned for the for the school play it was Oliver and I had to do a kind of singing audition and at one point he just sort of stopped everything and he said no stop 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 you, you sing like a drain pipe <laughs> and, and I remember being wow. absolutely crushed I mean completely crushed and I I went home and I was a bit kind of quiet and uh, uh, my mum kind of asked me what the matter was. Uh, and after about sort of, you know, three or four minutes of, of probing, I finally said, well, you know, Mr. Peters said I sang like a drain pipe. And, uh, and she marched me into school the next day and marched me into his office uh, and said, why did you say that? And, and he kind of apologised and said he was only joking uh, and, and cast me in the play and it kind of all got better. But I, I can imagine <laughs> Good old that mom. if... Yeah, absolutely. But if I if I hadn't have had that that support in that situation, mm. um, if I hadn't told someone about what was going on, then quite possibly I'd have never ended up doing what I did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, this leads on to you know talking about your your history and your experiences. I suppose you must have experienced quite quite a few of those um, scenarios where your confidence is knocked. Yeah. Um, to get to a point where you are now, where you're um, you know you, you coach people to, for um, public speaking yeah. and um, uh, coach people to essentially be more confident. So um, 
what what is your sort of story up until now? What's your background? So my background is actually in in the world of acting. So you know, Martin Peters didn't affect me that much, <laughs> and I managed to uh, over overcome that. And I went to uh, drama school in London, trained for three years, uh, and then uh, went out into that big bad world where you are getting if you're having a good week, you're getting knocked back on a regular basis. You know, in order to be uh, in the game and auditioning, uh, you have to start to deal with a certain amount of uh, you know critical feedback as it were um, I had a fantastic career as an actor uh, my claim to fame uh, is that I was Virgil Tracy in the Thunderbirds movie in 2004 with uh, Sir Ben Kingsley and Bill Paxton so I had my opportunity to fly around the world and sign the autographs and do the whole red carpet thing which is wow. a lot of fun what was that like I, I mean it, it <laughs> I was 21 at the time, so you can imagine that that was, you know, the dream, mm. uh, essentially. I, I was a big Thunderbirds fan, so to be working on something that I'd grown up with, uh, to be stepping into that role, to just sort of have the crazy experience of seeing your face on the side of a London bus and going yeah. to a, a movie premiere where it was you on the screen was, you know, mind-blowing uh -huh. and, and a huge amount of fun. Uh, it was uh, it was like a kid in a candy shop, really. Was that good for your confidence? Uh, yes and no. It's interesting. The, the, that self-doubt, I don't think ever goes away. I, I've been very privileged to work with some fantastic actors in, in my career. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a continual process. You, you, it's easy from the outside to assume that because someone's at the top of their game, you know, they've got everything together. Mm -hmm. The reality is often quite different. It's, right. a, it's something that people are continually working on and, and you know, fighting the, the inner voices, if you like. Mm -hmm. So, you, I mean, it, it would seem that some of the most confident people that we see on every day uh, suffer from confidence issues. Yeah, and there, I think there's an assumption that to be confident you've got to be an extrovert you kind of got to be out there and mm -hmm. you know jazz hands and all of that sort of stuff and that's that's not really the case I don't think um you put me into a networking situation drop me into a room full of people that I don't know and I'm the guy in the corner on my phone uh -huh. you know um but I now have a toolkit which I can turn to which allows me to, you know, make the best of those sorts of situations. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm the same in, in that situation where there's network and, and you're almost like you have to perform this role and you have to think about, oh God, I've got to speak to this person and what do I do? I just retreat back to yeah. that corner of the room, <laughs> phone in hand. Yeah. No, I can't do Pretend it. Pretend to send a text message. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, or just takes my mum and tell her yeah. I miss her because I'm too scared. <laughs> um, so do you, you feel more comfortable then when you're public speaking, would you say? Um, I, I think, again, it, it's using a different skill set. So for me, confidence is, is not something that you have necessarily. It's almost something that you give. Mm. It, you know, if you're if you're focused on the task if you're focused on on your audience um if you're focused on your goal then you get out of your own way mm. and and i think quite a lot of the time those those confidence issues just tend to be you know us stopping ourselves from doing things rather than us allowing ourselves to to take the next step and it is always that it's just one tiny step mm. after another um, you know, as a as a young actor, as while I was training at drama school, I used to go 
you know, bright red whenever I had to go on to stage. I'd be sleepless nights the night before a performance and all of that sort of thing. Uh, and gradually, as I uh, as I started to develop the the skill set, uh, I was able to get rid of some of that anxiety. Um, but that still doesn't mean that I don't get butterflies in my stomach. You know, even even coming and doing an interview like this, mm. there's there's still a part of me that will I say the right thing? Will I say something stupid? Mm. And, and actually, if I engage with you in this conversation, then I can let all of that stuff go. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's it, isn't it? And I think um, a large part of of your book um, impact is. is you know, discusses that of, of being in the moment and focusing on, on um, you know, the, the sort of topic at hand rather than, um, you know, all the ways it could possibly go, go wrong. wrong. <laughs> so how do you, um, how do you explain to, how could you explain to our listeners how you could um, develop a technique of dealing with that fear? Yeah. Um, in in the book, I, I talk about kind of six ingredients, if you like, that, that create that impact. Um, intention, um, you know, your objective, what do you want people to know? What do you want people to fear? What do you want people to do? Um, then the mindset piece, you know, how do you take control of some of those voices? How do you identify the things that I would call your, your hot buttons, the things that other people do that trigger responses in mm. you? We're we're quite cyclical as human beings, uh, quite predictable in a sense. We we uh, assume ways of being that sometimes don't serve us in in the best possible way. Mm. So you know we allow the same thing to annoy us, or you know get us get us going, or make us feel unconfident or uh, nervous. And so if we can start to identify those ahead of the game, then mm. you start to be able to put some strategies in place to to stop that. Um, the next ingredient for me would be presence. Um, you know, what do you do with your What do you do with your body? What do you do with your voice? The mind and the body are really linked. So often, when I'm working with clients and I'm I'm seeing people that are saying, you know, I, I feel nervous or I'm I'm lacking confidence in this scenario. Yeah, if I if I were to take a photo of them in that situation. They don't need to say anything. They don't need to tell me they're not confident. Their body is saying mm. it all. Um, and if I were then to take a, a, a photo of them in a situation where they felt relaxed or excited, their body would be doing something completely different. Mm. Uh, it is normally that people are, you know, making themselves smaller. They're holding tension. Mm. They're, they're they're kind of getting tight and literally tying themselves up in knots when yeah. they don't have confidence. And when they're feeling confident, they start to expand. They start to take up space. They relax. They move. So. Once you know that and you understand those triggers for yourself, you you can start to bring that to bear. You can start to notice in in the moment. You know, I'm I'm about to uh, embark on this new thing. Mm -hmm. What's going on for my body right now? Ah, here I am. I'm you know my shoulders are tight, my jaws locked. What happens if I if I relax? What happens if I you know have a bit of a stretch, take mm. up a bit more space? So that will bring brings with it the confidence. Starts to bring. Well. Yeah, I mean, what what is actually going on in that moment is a shift in in your hormone balance. So your testosterone, your confidence hormone, is going up as you as you make yourself bigger. Um, your cortisol level is going down. Your stress hormone is is dissipating. Um, and it's quite fascinating if you look at athletes who have been um, blind from birth when 
when they cross the finish line, they will naturally take up this kind of expansive sort of star pose, if you like. I know you can't see me right now, but you know, my arms are outstretched, my chest is puffed up, and that's the that's the natural thing that we do when we're winning. Um, you'll see that with football teams, you'll you'll see that with you know rock stars. We 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 kind of go to the crowd and we say, kind of look at me. Um, and when you do that, when you take up that space, then that testosterone level naturally starts to rise. So to be honest, you can go and, you know, lock yourself in a toilet cubicle and, uh, and do that uh, before you have one of these challenging situations and you, you get the benefit without anyone having to see you do it. <laughs> have you found yourself doing that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a free a free way to, to boost yourself and, and get yourself ready for those sorts of situations. Totally. Um, so do you... Um do you ever do breathing exercises as well? Yeah, um, a, a big part of of the the kind of mindset piece for me is being able to just quieten some of the noise, um, focus your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but you know there, there are so many calls for my attention during a mm-hmm. day. You know, if I'm if I'm at the computer, then you know, my phone will ding or a notification will come up or someone across the office will, will shout over. Um, and it, it's so easy to kind of get lost in a in a loop and just have mm-hmm. a lot of noise happening. So I, I do a lot of breath work with, with clients, um, you know, very, very much linked to mindfulness, but actually for me, uh, it has its roots in something called the Alexander technique and the, and the kind of breath work that actors do um, in in preparation for using their voice. And then mm. the, that's quite an interesting combination because the two things come hand in hand. So if you're, if you're breathing well, um, you're you're reducing that stress response, but also you're fueling your voice so you, you can make yourself heard. Mm-hmm. And I think it's quite interesting, you know, quite often one of the symptoms of a lack of confidence is that, you know, people make themselves a bit mm. quieter and a little bit tentative maybe, and maybe the voice goes up a little bit and mm. they're not quite so sure. Whereas if you're hearing something that's kind of more grounded, more rich, more supported, then other people are going to believe it more. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we were talking earlier a little bit about nature versus nurture. Um, you get some people that just seem like they're super confident and they're um, born to just be themselves. Yeah. Um, do you think that it's more of a nurture thing or, or more of a nature thing? I think there probably are some people that are, are just born with it, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest. Um, I'm not one of them. And yet I hope that in the important scenarios, I, I come across as a, a relatively confident person. Mm. You know, I, um, I, I, I pride myself on, on my ability to face scrutiny, to, to take risks, to, you know, put myself in challenging situations. And that for me is learnt behavior mm-hmm. uh, that's a that's a combination of some of the stuff that we've we've already been talking about um, and a, a conscious choice to step outside of my comfort zone um, I've always found throughout my throughout my life throughout my career you know any challenge that I've been taking on whether it's a, a fitness goal or a, or a health goal uh, the moment that you kind of force yourself to jump out of the aeroplane if you like is is the moment when the exciting 
things happen. Um, And I've never done a skydive, but I I imagine that that moment when you're sort of sitting on the edge of the plane and the doors are open and it's Uh kind of now or never, uh, there must be a lot of stuff going through your head. But it is exactly, I think it's probably quite a good analogy, but the the moment that you just take that deep breath and and go for it, Mm -hmm. uh, exciting things tend to happen. Yeah, yeah. So um, what is your uh, number one advice for someone who um, is struggling to to you know fulfil their 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 role in, in their job or whatever because they're being yeah. held back from. Um, I, I think it all starts with that intention piece. Kind of, un- you've got to understand what you want. Mm-hmm. You, you've got to start to to make some choices. I think some people struggle because they they're fearful that if they make that commitment then they can never change, mm. you know. So like decision paralysis, I'm not going to do anything in, just in case it's the wrong decision. Yeah. Uh, whereas you can always course correct. And so being able to go, this is where I'd like to go and I'm just going to take the first step and, you know, take it take it day by day. That's That's one of my kind of core principles that every day I want to take a positive step forward mm-hmm. not a leap just a step if I've if I've done one thing if I've if I've sent the email if I've made the phone call if, if I've introduced myself to someone or you know done the, done the piece of research it doesn't have to be uh, about other people it mm-hmm. can it, it can be for, for yourself um, making making time we're really really time poor mm-hmm. I think. Or are we? You know, have you have you checked your your screen time on your phone, uh-huh. and and how many minutes or hours have That's you spent it, yeah. on social media mm-hmm. when you could have been doing something else? Yeah. Um, you you could have you could even if you just took ten minutes of that that mm-hmm. time uh, and I, I know that's that's a real challenge sometimes and I uh, and I'll be really honest I, f- I find myself going in and out of those loops but it's something that I'm co- continually assessing and, mm-hmm. and checking uh, and that's allowed me to make some you know significant steps forward in in the direction that I want to go mm-hmm. um, you know one of one of the things um, that my wife and I did last year was we decided to see if we could cut alcohol out for a year um not because it was a you know big problem in our life or anything like that but because we were we were just intrigued to know whether we could have that level mm-hmm. of focus and and what other stuff might happen because of it how did um, that go well i wrote a book you know and I I say that quite flippantly but there was I was able to to take that time when normally maybe I was sitting in front of the TV Mm -hmm. with a a glass of wine enjoying Netflix and go okay um why don't I go out to the office and and spend this half an hour working on a new chapter? Create something. Create yeah. something. Absolutely. Fantastic. Um, so and and again, that was one of those jumping out of the aeroplane moments. Mm. Like, how are other people going to react? How am I going to how am I going to deal with some of these social situations where you know they're quite they're quite linked, not to getting you know completely um, annihilated, but uh-huh. just to just to having a celebratory glass. of why no Christmas we hosted Christmas for 12 people and uh, what do you do well you just have a nice glass of water or you get an alcohol free beer or you know you you, you can kind of problem solve those things quite quickly was it fun did you have a good time I did yeah yeah brilliant 
yeah um high highly recommend it mm-hmm. um really just to just to see what happens to your sleep what happens to uh the the energy levels and all mm-hmm. of that sort of stuff I and mean, we we're, we're now no longer teetotal but we don't really drink right. you know we really kind of cut cut mm-hmm. back and uh, en- enjoy um you know having a, a glass of wine or something a beer if if there's a reason behind it but mm-hmm. we're we're not just kind of reaching for the fridge yeah. <laughs> on a friday night yeah. so when you're writing your book um you know disclaimer dominic's book impact is fantastic <laughs> but um did you ever think to yourself oh this isn't very good or oh you just ever lose the confidence in yourself yeah. in writing it and uh, i mean it it's like any any moment that you put yourself out there you open yourself up to scrutiny mm-hmm. not just from other people but from yourself right, yeah. um and it's really really easy to start to look at what you've done and and start to pull it up, mm. apart um but there's there's something about the act of creation the act of taking a positive step that needs to be celebrated mm. because actually you put yourself in the minority when you do that you you put your head above the parapet when you make that uh commitment to yourself that you're going to do three gym sessions a week mm-hmm. or you're going to change your your diet and you know cut out sugar or whatever it is you stand out from the crowd mm-hmm. and that is very much like the act of public speaking or or talking in a in a meeting you separate yourself from the group mm-hmm. um and that's that can be a lonely place yeah um but also that's quite an empowering place because that's where you step into a, a moment of leadership yeah um and uh you know the the important thing for me in writing the book and maintaining my confidence to keep writing the book was surrounding myself with a, a really good support network um my my wife suffered through the 12 months of of me writing it but i also had some great friends who were happy mm-hmm. to read chapters the the editor and uh, and the team that i worked with at the publisher were fantastic and and you have to be open to feedback and i think that mm-hmm. that regardless of what your goal is whether it's to uh, you know lose 10 kilos or to become a best selling author you have to have people with you on that journey mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to take feedback and and yeah. adapt your plan yeah. um and so that was actually a really exciting quite empowering thing but yes there were there were massive moments of of doubt and the moment that you actually sign it off and say yes you can publish it mm. uh, then you think oh what have i done <laughs> <laughs> and then you get lovely feedback and people say oh that was really useful and then you go okay because that's what it's about it's worth it but you got yeah. to take that risk initially haven't yeah. you and you yeah. have to have the confidence to take that risk yeah. do you think it's it's a, just a fear of of judgment is that the main fear why people why people aren't as confident as they, as they could be I think there are probably two things there's the the fear of um of rejection yeah of of other people not liking you or uh being critical of you uh, and there there's probably a, f- a fear of not fulfilling your potential mm. but interestingly there's also 
the fear of what happens if I do fulfill my potential you know so so some people are, are stopped by um what might not happen mm -hmm. and some people are actually stopped by what could happen uh. yeah what if I there's there's a real risk here that you know if I'm if I'm good at this it's, it's gonna change my life if I'm, yeah. you know? <laughs> um and and so I think you have to kind of be comfortable with being uncomfortable in yeah. that situation. Are you still, are you comfortable now more than you ever have been, would you say? Do you get more comfortable or do you, do you just get more confident in being able to do these things? I think, yeah, I think you do get, you get more comfortable. It's, it's like a muscle. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it, it's something that you have to continue to build, actually continue to to flex it's like mm. you know, it's like going and going to the gym and and doing some strength conditioning but also making sure you go and do a yoga session yeah. in the week otherwise you become really tight oh. you, you, it's there's always kind of yin and yang light and dark you, you you need both um in order to be able to succeed yeah so have you ever worked with anyone that you've actually you've thought maybe they're never going to get it maybe that there's they're beyond help i i think there's there's always the danger that people look at other people mm. and judge themselves against other people. Yeah. So, you know, not not everyone is is going to be as funny as Michael McIntyre. Mm. Not everyone is going to be as charismatic as I don't know Brad Pitt, yeah. Um but it's not about trying to be someone else. It's about trying to be the best version of you. Mm. Uh, so if you feel comfortable, if you feel confident, that's, that's the win for me. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I've, I've had some, I've, I've worked with some people that maybe will never win awards for, for what they're doing, but they, they feel so much more empowered than they did before we started the process yeah. and and I I genuinely believe that it that it's something that you continue to improve mm -hmm. so I you know I I try and never stop learning I'm constantly trying to watch back the the videos of what I'm doing uh, you know get feedback from mm -hmm. audiences and and build that performance because otherwise you just get bored and yeah. if you're bored your audience is going to be bored as mm -hmm. well so is a part of that then uh, constantly giving yourself recognition for the things that you're good at and, and, yeah. your, and your own values? Yeah. Um, you know, quick quick wins are really important. Mm -hmm. I think we we quite often fail to celebrate our success. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan of of journaling and and you know making sure that you acknowledge your achievements that you, you every every week in our weekly team meeting we we talk about what the wins have been in the last five days mm -hmm. uh, just just so that we we can see that progress because sometimes you get you get a little bit lost you mm -hmm. you you can't see the wood for the for the trees you know um if if you if you're taking that one small step forward each day each week you get that cumulative effect and i think maybe because of social media because of how instant information is it's it's easy to think that everyone's an overnight success mm. that you know people people go from zero to hero that they that, that they've got something different than you have but 
what you tend not to see is the the private failure yeah. you know the 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 days when it went absolutely awfully or or the days when that person that seems to be so um confident and in control was mm. you know curled up on the sofa feeling absolutely rubbish and, and yeah. you know not wanting to leave the house and and i think what's encouraging in the climate at the moment is that we we're, we're having much more uh, in-depth conversations about mental health and, mm. uh, and about well-being uh, and and for men especially kind of losing this idea of having to be kind of macho and have everything sorted and mm. actually become a little bit more vulnerable um one of my premises is that with vulnerability comes power mm. like if you can open yourself up to other people if if you can you know, show who you are as a human being mm. then the level of respect you get in return actually increases not diminishes um people want to see a human being <laughs> they don't want to see a robot they don't want to see superman um so if you if if you can open yourself up if you can talk about mm. the challenges that you're facing um if you can allow people to peek behind the curtain mm. a little bit then you really start to make a connection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a really good point because um, we, obviously, we're, we're always comparing ourselves to um, people on Instagram or, or, you know, whatever it is, our, our Facebook feeds, um, who have this sort of perfect life and that's all you see and everything yeah. is completely set up for them uh, with our sort of multifaceted, complex and, and you know, problematic life that we have. Yeah. Um, so it's always going to be un unrealistic. Um, so would you recommend uh, as a sort of little routine journaling every day then yeah I, I mean I think if it, for, for me there are there are kind of three components to to my routine um the the first is is some sort of journaling some sort of gratitude you know just just realizing that life's probably not as bad as you think it is mm -hmm. that there are there's, there's there's something going on the sun came up this morning you know you're you're still here mm -hmm. um there's hopefully food on your table um there is that there are people around you that you can that you can turn to that that love you um so if you can just spend a couple of minutes in that space each day then that already starts to to have a positive impact on on your well-being and your confidence uh the next thing for me is is a little bit of of exercise a little bit of mm. movement um i i tend to either run or do yoga they're my kind mm. of two things i i did a, a lot of work uh, a, a couple of years ago with a, a strength and conditioning coach which was absolutely brilliant and I and I loved it um, but I found for me the the kind of effort of having to go to the gym each day and or you know a couple of times a week or whatever it was was just too complex mm. and and now I've I've created for myself a little um, regime that happens at home which doesn't involve anyone else and and that kind of works for me uh, and then the third piece is is a bit of meditation which if you'd have spoken to me you know five years ago I'd have been what but actually I, I love the headspace app mm -hmm. I love just sort of taking 10 15 minutes each day to set my intentions to to you know quieten some of that noise mm -hmm. make sure that I I turn up focused and and I really notice on the days that I don't 
So, you know, full disclosure, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm in a good run at the moment, but it's certainly not, a, it's not 100% no. and I've got a, a young family. Uh, life does get in the way and sometimes mm. you can't do these things all the time. But I know that if I haven't done those things, then actually I'm more open to getting pulled off track. Um, so... Uh, yeah, as much as I possibly can. That's that's the way I like to say. Yeah, that's what out. works for you. Um, so we talked a little bit about men um, and men are, are less able to historically open up about their problems and, and talk about it. And I think they're, they're more self-conscious about their vulnerability. Yeah. Um, in your experience, would you say men or women are, are suffer from a more or less? Are men more confident than women generally, or, or less? I would suggest in the the and I've, I've worked with several thousand people over over the last five years uh i would say that men pretend to be more confident right. than women <laughs> um, so you know even even some of the the most kind of macho performances that i've that i've seen you scratch beneath the surface <laughs> and it's not quite as uh, as solid as it might look i can imagine um so yeah i think uh, i think everyone uh, everyone struggles with with that idea of, of vulnerability mm-hmm. um we are fallible we are human um we want to be liked we want to be loved uh, and we don't want to let other people down and mm-hmm. and i think you know sometimes when we when we step outside of our comfort zone um those those things start to play on us quite hard mm-hmm. so the the more tools you have in your toolkit the more chance you've got of, of not being affected by that. Right, yeah. So the more of a routine you have, you think? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're, we're preparation, um, practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we've been saying, you know, my my specialism, if you like, is around communication and, and how we show up at work. And, and I'm drawing on that acting background. But as you mentioned right at the beginning of this, it, uh, whether that is making a decision to start a, a new exercise regime mm. or whether it's about, you know, being getting out there socially and, mm. uh, you know, meeting new people uh, outside of work, all of those things require us to have um, a process, if you like, mm-hmm. um, which which maybe sounds a little bit unromantic, but I think if if you know the steps that you need to take, then it yeah. makes life a lot easier. Absolutely, I think knowing that you have that process as yeah. well is, is is a bit of a confidence boost. Yeah, so. and you know, and and knowing that often everyone else is in exactly the same boat i mean if you're if you're giving a a presentation at work like if you've if you think about any presentation that you've sat through it's very very unlikely that you were sitting in that meeting or in that conference thinking i hope the next half an hour is a complete load of rubbish <laughs> you're you're sitting there looking at that presenter saying please be good mm-hmm. please make the fact that i'm here and not at my desk doing my job worthwhile mm-hmm. Uh, please give me a piece of information that I can take away from this. So your your audience wants you to succeed. Yeah, they're not your enemy. They're not, and and exactly the same in a in a networking situation, whether that's business networking or whether that's a, a social environment where loads of new people are coming together. Uh, 
I don't really know anyone that loves networking. <laughs> I don't really know anyone that loves being in a room full of strangers. So most people in that room are thinking, I, I'd really hope that someone yeah. connects with me. Even though most people's LinkedIn says they love, love networking it, yeah, more absolutely. than <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, and that for me is where this idea of, 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 you know, sharing your story, revealing a little bit about mm. who you are, being a l little bit vulnerable is, is really important, yeah. you know. We, we're very unlikely to remember someone because of their job title mm. or the company that they work for. We're much more likely to remember them because they've told us something about themselves that connects yeah. with us. We're always looking for things that we have in, in common with other mm. people. So if you're not revealing anything about yourself, if you're you know trying to play it straight and uh, stay professional in inverted commas uh, you're, you're very unlikely to find that hook mm. for other people but I suppose um, so many people feel that that little story that they have or that little piece of them that they're um, they would share is just not good enough or it's not interesting or it's or it's you know or it's going to offend someone or yeah. you know I think I think it's completely natural and normal to to think that your life isn't very interesting. The reality is you're the only person that's ever lived that life. Mm -hmm. You've done things in in a combination that no other human being has ever achieved mm -hmm. and or will in the future. Uh, whether that's just something weird you know that you did at school when you were 16 or the the choice of um first job that you applied for you know there there are all sorts of things about us as individuals that are absolutely fascinating to other people that we completely mm -hmm. take for granted yeah. um and you know i i'm always amazed uh, especially if we're doing you know workshops with organizations sometimes I'm lucky enough to get you know a group of leaders in a room for a, a couple of days and and I'll always do something around storytelling and they'll start to you know speak to each other about the things that they've done and these are people that sometimes have worked together for years mm. and they're going oh my God, really you did oh, that was amazing and and all of a sudden the the level of connection and the the depth of the bond between people just goes up massively mm -hmm. uh, and and they're things that people are scared to talk about for fear of foolish for fear of appearing foolish mm. or for uh fear of feeling irrelevant but actually that's human experience. That's what's interesting. Yeah. So how do you get, get over that um, that fear of being irrelevant? I suppose, like you mentioned in in, in your book, it's it's uh, largely about silencing those voices in, in, in your head that we yeah. have. Um, do you have a method for? Do you, do you get those voices often? Yeah. Um, I, I think one of the one of the key ways to to do that is to give yourself a, a structure. So in the mm. content uh, section of the book, I I talk a lot about having scaffolding um, structures that allow you to go into a situation and kind of 
know the mm. path that you're going to tread. So it's, so it's not completely unfamiliar. You can plug in new information into the formula, but you know that the formula is there and it works yeah. and you can fall back on it. So for example, in a, in a networking context, I, I talk to people about using uh, the idea of past, present, future. So what did you, what did you used to do? What, what's something interesting about you? Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Did you go to university? Um, did you did you once uh, get into the Guinness Book of Records for tiddlywinks? I don't know, whatever it might be. Uh, where are you now? What's what's present? What what's happening? Uh, what are you enjoying about your job? Where are you living? Um, what what thing do you do on a on a Friday night? Uh, and then future. What's what's coming up? Two mm. weeks down the line, I'm off on holiday to Spain, or I'm uh, I'm, I'm I'm running a marathon. I've signed myself up for a half marathon. I'm mm. uh, I'm you know. Uh, going to take up the recorder, I don't know, whatever it is. But what's interesting about that as a formula in terms of introduction, past, present, future, is that it gives your audience three different hooks. So rather than just saying, hey, I'm, I'm Dominic, I, yeah. I'm a communication skills expert, I'm a speaker, tumbleweed, if you're not interested, you're not interested. Mm. If I say, hey, I'm, I'm Dominic, I used to be an actor, did some stuff on TV and, and film, I, I now uh, spend most of my time speaking to audiences about communication. I've just written a book. Uh, and actually next week I'm, I'm off to Bulgaria to work with a leadership team out mm. there um, on their storytelling. That's how I should have introduced you. There you go. It? I'll edit that, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but that, that allows the audience to choose which of those three things are interesting. Mm -hmm. So if you don't care about acting, then you're not going to have a conversation yeah. with me. But if you're you know, interested in public speaking or, you know, or want to be a speaker, then we can have a conversation about mm -hmm. that. Uh, if you went skiing last year to Bulgaria, then here we are having a, having a conversation about that instead. Mm -hmm. So it, it just allows your audience to choose what, topic they want mm. to pick up on it's not about boasting it's about an act of generosity an opportunity uh, for the conversation to grow mm. rather than just to get shut down yeah yeah so we live in quite a, a critical world i think especially with social media where yeah. there's um uh the, the most critical people the loudest so it makes it feel like we live in a very critical world at least um but i think a lot of the fear i mean for me personally um a lot of the time that i get held back from entering a conversation or or you know being more sociable is because um you know i'm scared of being that person that talks about them you know oh I, he just wouldn't shut up about himself or, you know, and, and I have that voice in my head. That's the loudest part of it. I think it's probably the same for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, is that an epidemic or is that just me? I'm kind of curious as to why that is such a big thing. Like, does mm. it, does it really matter who, who, who says that that's a problem? You know, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, because, because if we put the responsibility for our actions out onto other people and their mm. judgment and, you know, what they say, then we, we probably wouldn't do anything. Yeah, we've got uh, no hope. We've got no hope. Yeah. So, so I think, it, you know, it, it's important to, to know that you can only uh, change your own behaviour. 
Mm-hmm. You can't change other people's behaviour. You can't make people like you. Um, you can't make people be impressed by you. Uh, you know what's the saying? The haters gonna hate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's kind of true. Yeah, yeah. So so what do you want to do? Mm. Where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. And then are you taking steps? towards that and and one of my teachers at at drama school was absolutely kind of hot on have have you played full out um she used to say leave no stone unturned that was her kind of catchphrase Uh, and and what she meant by that is you know have you seized every opportunity have you uh, have you thought through every uh, possibility and have you done everything that you've done to give the best performance that you can give. Mm. Because if you have, who cares what anyone else yeah, thinks? Yeah, don't worry about it. You've done, you've done you've it done great. It. You've succeeded. Yeah, you've succeeded. Mm. And, it, and it really, you know, it doesn't matter whether uh, the critics loved it or you got the part. Mm-hmm. If, if you can walk out of, uh, of that situation with your head held high and say, look, I bought my A game, then job mm-hmm. done. Yeah. And and for me, that was always as a as an actor auditioning. That was always the the big thing. And there were days when I didn't, and there were mm-hmm. days where I walk out and I go, you know what, I I shouldn't have stayed up and and watched that film on <laughs> Channel Four or whatever it was. I should have sat up with the script and and done the extra work and really kind of nailed those those lines. And then there were days where I, I I'd walk in and I go, you know what, I nailed that. And I didn't get the job, mm. but I nailed it. I did the best I could do. And inevitably what would happen is that actually some other door would open. That director or casting director would would see that, mm. okay, you weren't right for this, but you were probably right for that, or yeah, there was yeah. another opportunity down the line. So playful out, um, leave no stone unturned. Leave no stone unturned. Go out and kill it. Yeah. Um, well, Dominic, thank you so much um, for coming in and giving us more confidence. Um, it's been great speaking to you. Would you like to just uh, talk a little bit about your book, maybe explain um, what people can expect from, from Impact? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think Impact is uh, is a guide to being more confident, increasing your influence and knowing what to say under pressure. That's the kind of <laughs> tagline for the book. And hopefully it, it does what it says on the tin. So uh, the six step methodology, your intention, your mindset, your presence, understanding your audience, nailing your content and really developing your technique. Um, Broken down into hopefully nice bite-sized chunks, um, lots of exercises for you to go away and and think about. Uh, There's some video resources on there as well and some downloadable worksheets. It's also going to be available on Audible, so if you're not keen on reading it but want to listen to it, uh, you can jump Mm -hmm. in that way too. Fantastic. Also check out uh, Healthy for Men, um, where we interview Dominic um, about public speaking and how to um, get over your fear of uh, glossophobia. Indeed. Um, <laughs> out now in any Holland Barrett store across the UK. Thank you ever so much for listening. Thank you, Dominic, for, for coming in Thank and you speaking for to me. us. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.